Hello again, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to this podcast, Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Salia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. Now, my students especially, but also other people, have asked me very often, why did you stay in Taiwan for so long? Or how come you've been here for so long? Now, for those of you who haven't listened to previous episodes, I have now been in Taiwan for more than 27 years as an English teacher. Of course, 27 years is a long time, right? And then I get this question, why did you stay so long? Well, the answer is, first of all, this is what I tell them. I say, you know, originally I just wanted to be here for a year or so. But then the time just started going by so fast. And suddenly it was three, and then it was five, and uh, then it was ten, and then... And then you basically just, you make peace with the fact that this is now where you live. So it doesn't feel that long to me. That's what I'm trying to say. But of course, there are some things that I like about Taiwan as well. Because if you if you don't like something, or at least a few things about a country, then why would you stay so long, right? Now, this might be difficult for the Taiwanese people to, to believe. But many foreigners, the thing that they like the most about Taiwan is the safety. And when I talk about safety, I'm saying the crime rate is low. If you, if you are somebody who lives in New York City, Washington DC or Johannesburg or some other big cities where there's a lot of crime and you come here, it's just unbelievable. I'm not saying there's no crime. There's some robberies, there are some thefts. For example, two of my bicycles were stolen. A big deal of it was, was my fault because I, I didn't even bother to lock it up. But I mean, it's not a crimeless society, but violent crime and, uh, and murder and those things are very rare. I remember the thing that, that struck me the, uh, the most is that for those of you who listened to a previous episode where I talked about the cram schools, where the high school students go until very late at night. And, um, and I basically, I'll, I'll come back to that a little later, I basically teach at night. That's when I work because my, my students are adults and they work in the day and then they come to study English at night. So I finished my work at 9.30 to 10 at night. And when I was new here in Taiwan, I looked and I saw these high school students, female students, girls, walking home at 10 at night and they are not scared. They're just walking home happily, alone or in little twos. And I thought, isn't that wonderful? Because in many big cities in the world, that is not advisable, right? So the the, the safety here is, is really something that I like very much. Another thing I like, as I said, I think many other other uh, foreigners who live here also like that. Another thing I like a lot is that Taiwan is a is not a very big country. It's just an island. You can check on your, if you live abroad, you don't know much about Taiwan, you can check on uh, Google Maps and you'll see that it's a, actually just a small island. It's so small, for example, that if I decided today that I wanted to go to the beach right at the end of the island in the south, now I live in the north, right? I can jump on the high-speed rail train almost all the way there, then I can catch a bus and I can be on the beach about uh, less than four hours after I left here. I can swim for a few hours and I can be back tonight. Now, there's not many countries where you can do that, where you can travel the length of a country in one day and be back again and sleep in your own bed. So that's something that's that's very nice. Wherever you want to go, it is not that far. Uh, should you decide to go to the south, the east, the west, it is never that far. And that is something that I really enjoyed about Taiwan so far. Another thing, as you can imagine, is I also like my job. I like teaching English to adults, and I like teaching at night. Now, I'm pretty sure I can also find this arrangement in other cities in the world. 
But what I like about teaching in Taiwan is the students are still very respectful of a teacher. And that is nice. Even my adult students, which I tell my adult students, they can just call me by my name. But some of them, just to digress for a moment, the students in Taiwan don't call the teachers sir or miss. They call a teacher teacher. So some of my students will still call me teacher, even though I tell them not to do that. They can just call me by name. They are, they are adults, you know. But uh, I like the fact that, that students respect the teachers, which is something that I'm pretty sure some primary school and elementary school and junior high school teachers from other countries would love to have in their schools. Is, uh, because I know I have a friend who teaches in, um, in England. And he said, in that elementary school, that primary school, it is just, it is just not easy. The students are very uh, difficult to discipline and they don't really listen to the teacher. So that's another reason that I like Taiwan because of the job and I can teach at night. So in the daytime, I can do something else. Of course, I also teach some daytime classes or do some other things during the day. But that's a very good arrangement for me for the way I like to live. I just want to add here that uh, something that happened that I think I got the opportunity. And if I was not in Taiwan, I wouldn't have had this opportunity. And that is to make quite a few TV commercials. So I think, I think in another country, I wouldn't have had that chance. So I'm very grateful for that opportunity. And it's only because it's Taiwan. And I'm a foreigner, and there are not that many foreigners here that they can choose from if they want to make a commercial with a foreigner in it. So that is, that is a very good experience. It's like making a little movie. There's a director, and there's a sound man, there's a cameraman. They say action and all that stuff. So that was a, that's also a great experience for me. I just want to share something with you that it's not, of course, like I said, it's not a crimeless society and not everything is always perfect, right? I remember once I bought a motorbike from a co-worker who went back to America. He was here for a few years and when he went, I said, oh, let me buy this motorbike from you. So I, I bought the motorbike from him and he said, oh, by the way, uh, a few months ago, somebody stole my number plate, the license plate at the back of the motorbike where it says whatever CBF002 or whatever he says but after a few days so he filed a complaint at the police he, he, he filed a report to say his number plate was stolen and then he got it back a few days or a few weeks later he says but he hasn't had time to to go back to the police and say I found my number plate back so he said here are the documents to show that I filed the report I said okay that shouldn't be a problem a few months later I remember it was a Saturday night and I went downtown, again, if, if you haven't listened to uh, the previous episodes, we often in those days, long, long ago, went downtown with our motorbikes, drank a few beers, and then came back on the motorbikes. They were wild days, not advisable. Never drink and drive, by the way. So uh, I came back, and because the next morning I had to teach, it was, I had to teach, there was some reason I had to teach on a Sunday morning. And I came back from having just one or two beers on my motorbike, and there was a roadblock. And uh, the policeman said, the policeman could speak English because he told me later on, he used to be in the Navy and they docked in some other, docked in other countries and they, they learned to speak English there. And he said to me, your, your motorbike is stolen. I said, no, 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 it's not stolen. I know exactly what it is. The number plate was stolen, but it was, it was found. I said, I have the documents at home. Uh, if you want to come with me, we can go there now. He said, no, 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 come to the police station. Now you must remember, I must work the next morning at 9. It's now like about 11 p.m. So I go to the police station. Man, they made me sit there for three hours. It was later 2 a.m. 
when they finally came back to me and said, okay, we've decided we'll go with you to look at those documents. So I thought, hmm, what happened in the last three hours? Why, why did I sit here? Anyway, I got into the police car, not one, not two, three police cars with blue lights flashing, screaming through the night north towards my house. I'm in the middle one, so I cannot escape. So one, be one ahead of me, one behind me, and there I go into my little alley. The lights are going. The main policeman, the guy who could speak English, and I go into my room. I take out the documents. I show him. He said, oh, okay, I see. Okay, we have to come down to the police station again so we can fill another report that says, okay, this bike is not stolen. So back in the middle police car, one in front, one behind. I cannot escape all the way down to the police station, fill out more documents all over. He said, right. He says, have a good night. And I look at my watch and it's 4.30 a.m. And I have to teach at nine that morning. So, so when I walk into the classrooms, the students say, teacher, you look tired. I said, don't get me started. So, <laughs> so things like that can happen where uh, not everything is always perfect, right? But that whole incident didn't suddenly make me decide, now I don't like Taiwan anymore. I'm going to leave now. No, it was just another episode. And I was... I was uh, Quite happy to uh, accept it. It is just part of part of life, right? There's one last thing I wanted to tell you about why I like Taiwan, and that is when the the COVID virus first started, many businesses were hit. The economy took a bit of a dip, so the the government actually gave each citizen some vouchers. It was accepted virtually everywhere. It was just as good as money. It was a few thousand Taiwan dollars, and then. They encourage people to spend these vouchers because it's not like money. You cannot go and save it in the bank. You have to actually spend it. And then people went out and they spend it. I know my friend who, who is married to a local lady, he got four of these because one for him, one for his wife and one for each of his two little children. So he got 20,000 altogether. So originally, I, I'm actually jumping the story here. No, no, that's right. That's actually correct. People who were married to Taiwanese could also get the vouchers, but the other foreigners didn't get it originally. Then about, I believe it was two months later, the government just announced that all the foreigners who hold a permanent, what they call an APRC, an Alien Permanent Residency Certificate, all of us can also get $5,000 in vouchers. Now, I'm not sure how many other countries in the world will just dish out money to people, uh, foreigners who live in their country to try and boost the economy. I thought that was a very nice gesture. I was very grateful and I promptly spent all the money. On, on food and other things. And hopefully I did my part to boost the economy. So there are many little things. I'm sure there are other things that, uh, small things that you might not find that interesting that also some reasons why I like Taiwan. But these are the main ones that I thought I'll share with you. And, and uh, I, I really, after almost now 27 and a half years in Taiwan, I'm still very happy, very content to be here. And um, I'm probably going to be here for a little while longer because uh, there's not that much to dislike here. All right, so I hope you found that uh, interesting. Uh, next time we'll talk about something different, and I hope you will tune in again. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.